0: <laughs> now let's get on with the goddamn show
1: and I, I didn't hear the tornado sirens go off so uh are we actually doing something oh no they haven't nope.
0: been going off for weeks
1: yeah no that's uh i
0: guess they figure there's gonna be no tornadoes because it's november now
1: yeah that's a uh, spring
2: and summertime they don't do it during the winter
0: we're gonna get complacent we're, it's either we're going gonna to be die. a tornado's gonna sneak up on us or the nazis yes, yes one or the other and we won't know because the sirens won't be ready
3: or don't don't forget the russians paratrooping down no more is it because we don't have patrick swayze to keep us safe
2: how do you guys feel about this movie not having anything like that no nazis no whatever else we've had in past movies
3: could have used a nazi or two
2: i mean there was the desk clerk lady but (laughs) (laughs) she tried
3: she tried all right joe kick it off before we get too carried away
0: Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And we lost Dan. He's muted. In the woods. He
1: muted himself. Why would he do that? (laughs) Oh, shit. No, I'm here. I'm here. I muted myself in Discord. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I was just trying to get things to work again.
0: This is strike two, Dan. How is it strike two? There wasn't even a strike one. (laughs) We are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding and rebooting movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we burn the innards... And rolled it down the highway with the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
2: Is this thing even podcast safe?
0: What? What the? Oh, the, the movie? Or? <laughs>
2: I'm trying to. What, I, what are we talking about? I, I tried desperately to make it into something re- relating to the movie, especially what you were just and saying. And I ruined it, didn't I? Where, I'm sorry. Uh, you're talking about the hollowed up, burned husk of a car, and the cop says, is this thing even highway safe? Or do you think this thing is highway safe?
0: See, you had a good joke, and I totally whiffed it. That's a strike for me, Dan. The, See, now I got you a go. strike too. Now it's
1: now it's even for fine.
0: Well, no, you have you have two, Dan. No,
1: I t- I, I will refu- I will not sign off on two. I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll quit before I take two.
0: What about five? Will you take five?
1: Three, sir. I mean, I got a couple of bags of them upstairs. The, the, oh. the Reese's ones with the with the with the pretzel. That's my it's favorite. So good. Yeah, they're awesome. A little salty, a <laughs> little sweet. Good stuff. Sounds a lot like my life these days. Aww.
0: You're all salty? Yep. A little sweet? Over what? Um,
2: Snow. Cold.
0: get used to it tiger i mean it's, Ever it's gonna be around for a while everything i own plugged into
2: one outlet and having it spark when everything's on that just means it's
1: working yeah it you need a better po- you need a better power strip bro well, no
2: i need less power strips i need to uh run some extra power to where i have everything which means i need to re-electrify my whole house but that has nothing to do with this movie
0: it just means you need extension cords no do-
2: uh, no no this is what i have we
0: would need <laughs>
1: we need to be watching national Lampoons.
2: please i have a power strip plugged into an outlet and into said power strip i have some power tools but also another extension cord plugged into yet another outlet which i have the dehumidifier into another power strip which the dehumidifier is plugged into and then another uh power extension cable going from that to my uh first power strip which has most of my stuff on it and then another strip into that which has my xbox and tv stuff on it so i have a lot of shit run down here and i really need to run some power so i can have actual outlets close to where i need them and also so i can have three prong power
0: so all you fire marshals out there you know where ken lives
2: do they I, know?
0: I, I guess you can like look at his stuff and Do fire marshals come to your house and find you?
2: Uh, They come to your house when you purchase a house, and uh, they say, no, they don't even do that. They come to your house when you own, they don't do that anymore either. (laughs) No, no, the fire marshal doesn't ever see you. They don't care. (laughs) Unless you're a business paying taxes. I mean, they
1: do if your house is on fire, maybe?
2: No, I think they even sit that out. They let the actual firefighters do that. I'm not sure what the fire marshal does, except for say, don't start things
3: on fire.
0: No, that's a bear. That's the Woody Woodpecker bear. The Smoky?
3: I just, Smoky. I just know fire Smoky marshals to make really strange, bizarre faces and, and, and fall over and knock things over <laughs> constantly.
2: I don't get this one. Set stuff on fire. Exactly, exactly. I I, mm, I don't get that so one. So,
1: what, what movie were we supposed to watch?
3: Animal House.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh planes trains and or automobiles and or uh it's your choice really there's you didn't get to choose your own adventure no okay
1: i watched i definitely watched a uh a movie and then watched the trailer and there were some scenes that happened in the trailer that definitely were not in the version of the movie that i oh, watched
3: oh that's that's actually got an interesting got i story forgot now, to
2: right? watch the tra- i forgot to watch the trailer you guys talk while i do that excellent how dare you You had all this time. I forgot. I was doing (laughs) nothing except for trying not to...
0: plugging everything into one outlet. That's what you were doing this whole time. And like playing with power tools and... Turns out I didn't... Turning your dehumidifier on and off.
2: Yeah, I should have not plugged a uh, space heater into the same power strip as everything else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, with the title of the movie, I must protest. There is only one airplane. There's Uh, only one train. There's two trains. And there. Technic- technically, are, the a train. yes two. Well, what was the other? Tra- the, the train oh, that broke because down because he rode the L once he got home. Yeah, that's what. That, not that the. That doesn't count. No, the sorry, the L train, the uh, L train, and the train. Yeah, that broke the L. Down. That's two, the trains. L- two, count. Trains. Count two train. trains. Two L- trains
3: count.
2: One train. There are two trains. Two
0: trains. Not to be confused with two chains. Two trains. <laughs> two. Just chains. because there's more than one plane in the background doesn't mean it counts. He only flew on one plane. The metro line in Chicago doesn't count. So the L. Why does that not count? count? It is a subway train.
1: It is a train. In the the title of of the device in which you are riding on.
2: Yeah, the elevated train. That's what L stands for.
0: They're already at their destination by that point. No, they are not. not The destination is 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 home. Exactly.
2: (laughs) There is a chance that the Transformers come through and knock the L down. He doesn't live in
1: Chicago proper, he lives in one of the suburbs.
0: Fine, okay. There are two trains and multiple automobiles, but there's only one plane that they ever ride, so it should be plane trains and automobiles and you can debate automobiles because one was a bus and that doesn't really count as a, was nope, a there was multiple automobiles. automobiles there was the
2: semi that they ran the back of there was the That's truck that automobile. they ran <laughs> in the back mm-hmm. of taxi there was the taxis <laughs> yes, multiple taxis you, okay you got
0: me there Yes, <laughs> yep, yep, multiple but
2: they only drove one car but i mean is that true even
0: yeah ah uh, yes they only drove one
1: that was a
2: beautiful. So about car. the trailer,
1: are we at the trailer already? We haven't gotten past the trailer yet. I tried really hard.
0: <laughs> so, so, Joe, would you have preferred blimps, bikes, and catamarans? Maybe Ooh, that would mean that they won something on the Prices Right, and that would have been fun. We could have had Nazis <laughs> on catamarans,
1: blimps. Oh.
0: Those are zeppelins. I was more excited about Nazis on catamarans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> Except for those were uh, people with fedoras. Or fezzes. Not fedoras, fezzes.
0: No, this would
3: have to be a different movie then. It'd have to be some sort of summer teen beach party and the Nazis come on catamarans to ruin it all.
0: <laughs> Kick sand on everybody. Oh, yeah, what are you gonna do, huh? That's a terrible German accent and I should be ashamed of myself.
1: You should, That's fine. Nah, it's so, fine. I was kind of rushing there. So
3: back, so back to your comment, Dan. Um... So yeah, there's actually an interesting reason about that, and I didn't know this. There's actually versions of this movie that contain scenes that aren't in the theatrical cut on Blu-ray or DVD as well. (laughs) So I I guess the original film, I I can't find a number as quickly as I was hoping I'd be able to, Uh, but it is something along the lines of they shot something like five to six hours worth of material.
2: Are you kidding
3: me? And then they struggled to get it cut, and then they had like a three-hour cut that they tested with audience, or two-and-a-half-hour cut, something like that. And then they cut that down even further. So there's actually a scene that only plays on, I guess, television- and somewhere else, that uh, when they're on the plane together, Lady reclines back in her chair, and her hair waterfalls down all over uh, all over his brownie, and he's disgusted, and won't eat it. Then, but then Dell does. I guess that scene's not in the movie we watched. Like, there's just tons of differences, I guess. But John Hughes did mention uh, before he passed away that the film is sitting in a storage container somewhere, and the film's honestly
0: probably already deteriorated at this point.
2: Are we going to see it in one of those uh, Storage Wars shows? Oh God. <laughs> Six hours.
0: Use AI to fill in the gap. Yeah, hey.
2: Six hours would be so... This is already a long, feeling movie movie for me.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: I would not want to watch it longer than what I did. I've never seen this movie
0: prior to this morning.
1: So, like, I've always heard people talk about it and I've wanted to watch it, but other more pressing matters have always seemed to come up sure and by sense. other more pressing matters means i really just haven't cared enough to watch it
2: so yeah, you
3: made the time to watch chopping mall
1: oh, lucky you that was a good choice no no <laughs> that sits one rung one whole rung above escape from new york
0: so it was good
1: no
2: <laughs> you know how many people love escape from new york that seems like a that's a glowing review. Actually they should put that on their uh on their official release trailer.
1: <laughs> I I I no. No, I'm I'm done. I'm done.
2: Anyway, the trailer was uh, fine.
3: Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I like the trailer more than the movie. And that doesn't mean that I don't like the movie. Mm. I like the trailer a lot. Like, I really like the trailer. It does deliver 90% of the funniest scenes from the movie, obviously. But I really enjoy the trailer. And I guess mm. I was wrong, guys. Just a quick amendment. It was three hours and 40 minutes. That was the original cut. Not five, six hours. <sighs> That's still, still way, too <laughs> long.
2: way
1: too long. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. this isn't Lord of the Rings. And even that felt really long.
2: I mean, both of them are movies about going from point A to
1: point B. It's true. But there's better music in Lord of the Rings.
0: For me, my history with this movie is more or less my father really enjoyed it. And I think we watched it originally, maybe on like HBO or something. And it was one of those pretty good chuckles pretty consistently through the movie for the family, for my parents, for the kids. So it was something that kind of stuck around. We would watch it occasionally, not a lot. But I think in the long run, after not watching it for a while, I think my brain kind of got fuzzy between what was Trains, Planes, and Automobiles and what was the movie Dutch, since oh, they're no. basically the same premise. Ooh. Dutch. Well, I mean, yeah, of.
3: there's 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 movies that definitely tie into this. I mean, you could even say that uh, Tommy Boy is, is reminiscent too, in, in, a, in a sense. Yeah, quite a
0: bit. Yeah. Hmm.
3: I mean, I kind of guess it kicked off a a thing.
2: This movie to me is, it's been in my life for a very long time. This is a movie we watch almost every Thanksgiving. We'll have this on in the background along with uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That'll be on in the morning when everyone shows up. And then after we're done eating, we'll throw on this movie and fall asleep. And then everyone goes home. So it's a a movie that uh, I've seen Countless amount of times, I still watched it, and uh every time I watch it, it's the same thing. It's man, this is a long movie. There are some really great jokes in this movie, and a lot of references that we all do as a family, and I do uh, in my personal life. But also, there is that feeling about this movie, not necessarily what we're going into quite yet. We're still talking about personal history. Yeah, I, I've seen this movie quite a bit of time in my family. All all of us love it.
3: Yeah, and I'd really be in the same boat as you, Ken. Kind of grew up with this movie. It was one of those movies I was uh, always on around the holidays, and we've kind of made it a tradition to carry it over and play it around Thanksgiving every year. Because honestly, let's face it, guys: the roster of Thanksgiving movies is pretty freaking lame. You got Jack and Jill, you got Annie. I mean, Rocky technically. And I, I don't know. Knives Out, Knives Out is a Thanksgiving movie. That's great. I threw Dutch out there. Oh, that's for right, you guys. Dutch. I,
0: No one watches no, Dutch. I've never, never heard of that. Dutch. Never watched Dutch. Never heard of. <laughs> it's, it's not great, but. It's out there. It's a thing. Oh, here we go. Oh, S- anything to be able to, to change things up. Thing. Scent of a Woman. There we oh, go. Oh, God.
2: These are all movies I don't want to watch, except for Knives Isn't Out. Isn't there and...
0: like a movie about the people who came to um, the North America and then they all died? And then they're like, what happened to everybody? We just left for a season and now they're all dead and missing. That would Roanoke? be a Thanksgiving movie, oh, wouldn't it? Roanoke? <laughs> Roanoke. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man! I, I
3: apologize. Actually, I, I missed two very noteworthy movies that are part of my Thanksgiving roster: Grumpy Old Men and Beethoven. Oh, okay.
1: Beef Oven. Beef Oven. Beef
0: Oven. <laughs> I forgot that uh, Beethoven happened over Thanksgiving. Absolutely, can't yeah, get the image of him completely with a, blanked on that one. Big turkey drumstick in his mouth out of my head. Yeah. S- steals food off the table right or a kitchen that big dog anyway things things you liked about the movie maybe kevin bacon
3: kevin bacon yes that a is a surprise
0: it's,
2: kevin it's always bacon. So that so is long. a strong start to this movie
3: uh supposedly it's a cameo and it's supposed to technically be in the same universe as another john hughes movie starring kevin bacon i can't remember the name of that movie but footloose no um
0: stir of echoes <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> that explains the fingernail yep i'm out of kevin bacon movies i mean apart from tremors
0: Ooh, that's right he was in oh, yeah. that Good would be really
2: tremors. funny if uh if one of them worm things came out of the ground took the cat took the taxi she's having a baby
0: yes
3: she's having a baby that's the movie so supposedly oh, okay. it's not confirmed or anything but that's what people assume is that he's just playing a cameo of his character from that movie in this movie because they're coincidental. Is it the same
2: idea. Got a rush to be able to get to the no, it's just hospital or whatever.
3: It's just both movies have Kevin Bacon. So John Hughes had Kevin Bacon in the other film. He's just like, oh yeah, come in this one. Kind of like the uh, chopping mall in those. Like you're saying the rental car lady. Oh, it's like rental car lady. You're in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, and
2: she made it to the cover of the DVD of which I have at my desk right now. Oh my! Like she's in the movie for three minutes. And she made it to the cover of the movie. Because she is that memorable.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got the most swears in that part of yeah, the movie. Yeah, it would have been a PG yeah. or PG-13 movie, but that made it an R. I I
3: haven't.
1: I got a note about that.
3: It just doesn't feel like an R-rated movie, but then you gotta think back to, well, it's a minute straight of F-bombs, and there's a bunch of nudie pictures hanging <laughs> in the ceiling of the taxi. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Oh, that taxi. There's...
3: Doobies taxi. Yeah.
0: The doobie taxi. Um,
1: I mean, John Candy's character is also rated Canadian Mountain. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah
0: canadian hilarious i
3: laugh every time i see that book it's just so oh it's it's perfect john candy i love that this is
2: the first time i've noticed what that book oh really yeah oh
3: man that's one of the first things i i I love i love seeing john candy holding that it just makes me smile every time Um, I would say, honestly, that's probably leading into my biggest thing with this movie. Attention to detail is so unbelievably strong. Every, it's so good. Like, yeah, every scene and every single set is just gushing with pieces. Down to, I'm, I'm talking like, when you look at Dell's nightstand, he's got a pack of cigarettes, he's got a half used lighter, he's got all kinds of candy bar or candy wrappers, empty beer cans and shit all over the place like like it feels He's got a in. box of cracker, cracker jacks. Jack, cracker and Jack, then yeah. as they
2: pan over, there's actually cracker jacks on the blanket on top of him.
3: Exactly. Exactly. It's like it doesn't feel sanitary like a movie set like it doesn't feel sterilized like this is the set this is the scene oh God, it no. feels lived in and that's why i love that because there's so many it's scenes so in this gross film that just look like that and feel like that every time we watch this movie gross. nicole cringes at the bathroom scene with steve martin getting out and putting his foot on the wet tile <laughs> floor <laughs> uh, and just... yes it's that's me too
2: should... it's so <laughs> gross <laughs>
1: I, it, this is one of my one of my my don't like notes but this movie is a masterclass in gross outs. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> in fact, that time I well, maybe don't a, like maybe as well. Plus?
3: Like uh, I don't know if it's a negative or a plus. Like taxi driver's uh what was it his son? <laughs>
1: oh, no. The the train guy, the train guy's son.
3: Oh, it's the tra- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: The tobacco and the uh, snot clearing.
2: Yes, constantly. Which, Constantly. I mean, we can jump back and forth, I suppose. The uh snot clearing when uh Del Griffith does that in the movie, that's usually you know I say this is a long movie. I usually take my break from the movie during that scene. I just walk out and do something else for a little
1: bit because I just don't want to experience that.
3: Sure, sure. I mean it's yeah, just a it's I, a I very grungy film.
1: I'm I'm never doing that again. That's one scene. <laughs> that that there I could just you know, I'm gonna skip. Let's just skip through that like two three four minute scene and just and just move on
3: I i don't know i just i, I love how everything feels lived in there, there had to have been just piles of cigarette ash all over the sets for everything in this just oh yeah. so much there's just so much going on and i love it i love it for that it actually feels so down to earth because of that
2: and like that chest that chest is its own character almost in its own way yes. like it's always there they that kick chest off dalgrith like a
1: goddamn tank <laughs>
2: <laughs> they kick off Del Griffith's character by not introducing Del, but the fucking case. And then they later on link that to him where he's like, oh, that's your chest. I tripped over it. Great. Uh, and that's how, you know, like, yeah, OK. And then every scene where they're getting back together, he's got that damn chest. And Steve Martin's like, eventually, like, you. He- can tell he's warming up to him by uh, he picks it up and helps him pick it and carry it around every time they do that the case is upside down
3: mm, kind of like a metaphor mm-hmm. kind of like uh Del's carrying around some baggage and it's really heavy emotional weight for him and he comes along a friend who helps him pick that baggage up and carry it with him helps him ease the load a little bit
0: oh
2: and everything's getting turned upside down and
3: everything's gonna turn upside down exactly holy
1: shit Don't you dare try to make this a feel-good movie <laughs> this is a <laughs> okay, feel-good
3: movie okay okay you saying that I need to segue into my favorite scene in this entire film—the scene where Steve Martin tears into Dell's ass in the in the hotel room. Oh That's yeah, the emotions You're between trip. the two actors Holy so shit. damn good.
2: I'm always surprised at how early that
3: happens in yes, this movie. It, it feels like a halfway point or a past halfway point, but it's like in the first what, like thirty minutes? Fifty. I don't even yeah
2: <laughs> first third of the movie easily
3: it just i i love i always forget that scene too because the rest of the movie feels like they're butting and warming up to each other even though they can't stand each other for the most part but that erodes away but that i always forget about that scene until it's actually happening and then i always watch john candy because john candy's reaction is just so convincing
2: they're both so perfect in that scene that scene is the pivotal like the best scene in this movie hands down just because they're both so emotionally worn out and emotionally charged in this scene and you can definitely see from both people's uh, point of views where you're like yes this del griffith person is certainly a difficult person to deal with especially when you're trying to deal with all these other things just trying to get home
3: Exactly. And then from Dell, you're like, exactly. I'm alone, a bad I no. <laughs> like
2: this guy well enough, and he's laying into me, and I don't necessarily feel the best about myself, but I'm going to stick up for myself because that's what I need right now. Like, you get both sides, and it's just... Yeah, Yeah, it's a great scene. And
3: I I just, I love watching John Candy's facial expressions during that scene as he's tearing, as Steve Martin's tearing into him, because it's so unbelievably convincing that you can feel the tension. You can feel the words cutting through him. You can literally feel that there's just a paper wall holding back tears. Like, like he's on the verge of just breaking the fuck down. It's, it's such an emotionally charged, good scene. Absolutely. I I don't know. I just, I I cherish this movie simply because that scene comes up and surprises me every time because I, I somehow always forget about it as much as i love
2: it see i don't know how you forget about that scene because that's the scene that i go that's my go-to remembering scene for this movie i just that in the airport where you're fucked and also a whole bunch of other things like i like i said we quote i quote this movie quite often often times wrong i wrote down my favorite misquote uh (laughs) which one is it ah yes when he takes off his shoes then he says my dogs are barking today. Except for I always misremember that line. I said I just got to let my puppies breathe. <laughs> so it's completely wrong. It's just dog related. But whenever I say that, it's because this movie, I'm referencing this movie directly.
1: I've definitely been around when you've made that comment. So
3: yes. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. that
0: no, you say that. Yeah. The dog's barking is one of the, what I remember as a kid watching this movie is him taking his shoes off dog barking. And it's one of the few marks I have on my sheet.
2: He's got so many good one-liners in this movie just like his idioms are what i strive for the off the top of the head perfect idiom that sounds like it's uh, something standard however has never ever been said before
3: there's just a lot of good scenes a lot of good action between two actors in their comedic prime just it, it, the riffing of back and forth between each other so these scenes while they are eye roll inducing because it's just like that could never realistically happen it, it still makes you laugh your ass off just seeing seeing them go through it like i, I don't know just john candy explaining to the officer about the melted speedometer he makes me chuckle every time it's just,
2: oh yeah he's
3: just so deadpan about it just he, he understands what's going on going on he knows there's no way to talk it out but he's just going to talk it out because he's a nice guy he's just trying desperately not to get them taken off the road but
2: it's his character if he wasn't trying to just laugh through it and talk his way out of it he's not playing his character and yeah he does it so well every minute of this movie
3: yep and another scene i love so much is you know the car scene at the end of the night where they're going on the wrong side of the highway i just love the exchange of he says we're going the wrong way oh he's drunk how would he know where we're going That is, yes. I love that. It's it's freaking hysterical to me.
2: That's another thing I say all the time. Oftentimes (laughs) just to myself, like, how do they know where I'm going?
3: Yep, yep. I I think the major scenes that always remind me, or the two scenes that always stick out to me though in this film before I go back and watch it again. Like I said, I don't know why I forget that hotel scene every time, but I think it's because I'm always expecting and getting ready for the the two pillows scene because that's like so ingrained in my brain. So that is like the, the entire encapsulation of the hotel scene is the two pillows scene because it's hysterical. So I'm always, like, waiting for that, and then I get gut-punched by the rest of it. And then same thing with, obviously, like you said, the, the car rental. Yeah.
2: Funny enough, the DVD uh, version I watched is the Those Aren't Pillows edition.
3: Oh, I remember that edition. Yep. I had that before I switched <laughs> over to Blu-ray. <laughs> it's what?
2: what I could get yeah. my hands on.
0: What's What's the other version? I have no idea. Oh. It's probably like I, guess I must have been watching the same version the as Anniversary
1: edition or something.
0: Uh, Because in the same thing, I was wondering... Because um, they made the crack about, oh, I'm in a puddle of beer. And I was like, oh, that's right, the beer. What happened to the beer? Because I thought I I had remembered when John Candy puts the money in the bed mm-hmm. that he has like a six-pack uh-huh. of beer. Yep, But I don't remember seeing it this time around. You,
2: oh, but they still reference it. And they reference yeah, that it got and shaken up funny. and... Uh blown up because like you can still get the idea of what happened because he puts the coin in the bed and the bed's just (laughs) this awful humming vibrating and like the beer gets shaken up he opens it up and it goes all over the bed like that you don't need to show that to be funny which is probably where they could be like okay this we can take out and just referencing it is still really funny
0: yep I agree because that was like what my comment was I even though I thought I remember seeing beer in the past in that scene and not seeing it this time around, I don't know, maybe I just missed it, Or, but I thought that it doesn't matter. I didn't need to see it to understand why the beer would explode in the bed.
2: Exactly. Maybe you just imagined it and it was so well put together that it wasn't needed. You just knew that that happened totally and just
1: kid ins- brain would do that inserted well, that i just want to know what happened to the scene with the pizza slice because there's a pizza slice in the trailer and that scene never happens so i'm i'm, I'm going to assume something awful happened to it <laughs> but i'm never gonna know nope it's part of the two pillows oh no slide it on it no nope. what no No, oh, in in the trailer Steve Martin's character is attempting to eat a slice of pizza. I don't know why he's eating the pizza because the trailer doesn't give me any context. It's just a scene that they cut into the trailer. And that scene doesn't ha- did not happen in the streaming video that I rented from Amazon this
0: afternoon. Interesting. Wait a minute. You watched it this afternoon, then came back in, to time, talk in about time this
1: morning. Okay, fine. You know
0: what? No wonder you were late. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you can go back in time, I guess you only go back in time nine seconds or nope, an hour if you could turn 30 minutes. Back
0: time. There we go. Dan would find a way to watch the to watch planes, trains, and automobiles and come back and talk about it. I don't know how that whole song goes, so. I think he nailed it. That's what it is now. Yeah, it's close enough. I learned this time around watching it that this movie was referenced by The Office, the U.S. version. Because in oh, the, the episode okay. where they go to the beach and they have a beach day. On the way... Like, at the very, very end of the episode, they're singing songs and stuff like that on the bus. Oh, Flintstones? And they sing the Flintstones, (laughs) and at the end, uh, Steve Carell does the whole... I'm like it's the exact yep, same thing. Yeah. They they reference this movie in that. I was like, oh, t- it's there been we years go. since I've or seen they... that episode of The Office, but I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Or they just sing the Flintstones song and they do the Flintstones song. I mean, it's not necessarily referencing, but they're this on movie. a bus. <laughs> oh,
0: never mind. And they're singing songs, and some people don't like it because it's awkward. Of course, it's awkward. Know. To me, it it read as a a nod to this movie and John Candy.
2: Did they try singing the song that? Steve Martin saying in this movie. Do you guys Three know? In a yeah, do you guys know that song? I know I'm, of it. I'm guessing it was obscure when this movie was uh, recorded. Sure. Like, I've never heard of it. And. Now that you say three coins in a fountain, like, yeah, that's what it was, but I couldn't remember prior to you saying that what it was uh, even about.
0: (laughs) The only reason why it has any space in my mind is because uh, my wife, when we had three boy cats, she'd look at them whenever they sat around by each other really nicely, and then she'd be like, look at these three coins in a fountain. Huh. So. Oh, it's a uh, movie
2: from 1955. okay, Or something. Maybe it's a Frank Sinatra. Frank, 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 Frank. Frank, Frank. Hmm. Hmm. Way to go, Ken. Frank Sinatra tune. Huh. Maybe. Julie, Jewel Style? I don't know. You know what? Wait a minute. It doesn't fucking matter. Julia
0: Styles <laughs> was in a Jewel, movie with Frank Sinatra? Sinatra? Jewel I'm all Stein. All Dang. <laughs> <laughs> the melody
2: was written by Jewel Stein. Uh, S T Y N E. My eyes aren't so good, so
0: there you go. No relation to Ben Stein. Or R.L. Stein. That was S-T-I-N-E. With
2: by Stevi- Stemmy Shut up, dude. For the romance film, <laughs> no relation the to the
0: to the drinking utility object that Germans use to consume beer. Stein. Or or the Is shop T-E-I-M? for gardens and gifts.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So written some, for some people, for a movie, and then they got Frank Sinatra to finish it off. It sounds like, or finish it off with Frank Sinatra. I don't know. His name sounded.
0: Was Sinatra the one that was willing to take it out behind the shed and...
2: And hit it with a wet noodle, yeah. Oh, oh my.
0: Got a little racist there at the end, Ken.
2: Is that racist? Oh, God, he's Italian, isn't he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm assuming.
2: It's just something that people said to me when I was growing up. You hit you with a wet noodle, and it was very funny because a wet noodle wouldn't hurt.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I'm also just being overly sensitive.
2: No, well, maybe.
0: You can make fun of... You can make fun of the eye ties all you want.
2: Okay. I don't want to.
0: I know you do, Ken.
2: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: you want revenge.
2: Marinara. I'm not good at this. Not when I'm trying.
1: Oh.
3: A River
0: cheese.
1: <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for it.
3: Bone I, apple I was, tea. I was
1: waiting. Mm, <laughs> apple tea.
3: Fettuccine Alfredo.
1: It yep. hurts. Saying words wrong. That's <laughs> it. It hurts. So, <laughs> so much. It like, it cuts right into my soul.
3: Does it burn
0: like Ev- garlic spread? Every time.
1: Don't... No. Oh, God. Mm, garlic spread. Just somebody put me out of my misery.
0: I'll transis- transition us out of this by saying I second-guessed myself that Ashkanagan cheese might have been a reference to a place called Ashkenagan, and it might have really existed until I saw the side of the semi where it said, um, um, by... Gosh, it's Ashkanagan. And I'm like, okay, fine. That is a reference to Ashkosh-Bagash. So.
3: Yeah, I, I had to Google it while watching it this time because, of course, Nicole wanted to know if it was real or not. I was kind of sad to know it wasn't, but yeah. Ash-b-g-a-gan. It's a
0: decent joke towards Ashkosh. I mean, very lightly towards Ashkosh. More to the clothing line, yeah. Oshkosh bagash
3: Or the trucks. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, screw those trucks.
3: I forgot to mention, I, I also thoroughly, thoroughly, considering Jurassic Park is my favorite movie, uh, thoroughly enjoyed the little cameo by uh, Martin Ferrero uh, as the uh, uh-huh. scummy motel desk clerk.
0: Oh, right. I was trying to recognize him because I'm like, where have I seen him before? Where do I recognize him? I couldn't figure He's it out. He's the blood-sucking lawyer Donald Gennaro. That's exactly <laughs> who that is. Nice. Good I catch. I get so happy every time I see him in
3: this.
1: Can everybody remember? The, I, I couldn't figure out who the guy was. Uh, the airline clerk. Ben Stein. Oh,
3: yeah. Ben Stein. That's, the, that's yeah. Ben
1: Stein. Oh, okay. That's Ben Stein. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Ben Stein. Yeah.
3: And then I guess also notable, notable I'm behind. Uh, cameos. I'm sorry. No, you're alright. Kevin McAllister's dad. Uh, as, the, as the state patrol officer
0: might as well be Kelvin McAllister's house oh. too because every house in chicago I, looks the same i know there's movie. actually a yeah.
3: huge thing online like is it the same house but it, it's not the same house but so many people get caught off guard and think it is
1: correct i saw the exact same thing but they're all houses from the suburb of silver lake the like rich white people neighborhood
0: apparently they all look alike
1: yeah <laughs> save some money on the architect architect
0: we'll just build another one that looks exactly the same who cares anyway are there other notables? If there were, I didn't note them. Cameos?
2: I mean, there's the Not cameos, the lady.
0: Just notables. Yeah.
2: Uh, she's actually a lot does a lot of voice work for cartoons which was kind of neat.
3: Oh, sure, yeah. I've heard her voice and things.
0: One of the things I also really liked as a kid and still got a decent chuckle out of this time around was after riding in the back of the truck that both of them are covered in frost and cold and so is the dog. Ah, yes. Even though that's the meanest Australian Shepherd I've ever seen ever. I
2: don't think that was an Australian Shepherd.
0: That totally was an Australian Shepherd. In the back of the
2: car? Yeah. I've not seen a black and gray. It looks more like a Catahoula. Uh, 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 yeah cattle, c- cattle dog to me
0: well we can agree to disagree or we could have a dog professional on the show and let us know so if you're a dog professional and you want to let us know let us know facebook email yeah let us know if you're not a dog professional and you just know about dogs you know, have an let actual us know.
1: australian shepherd
0: if you have pictures of your dog and you want to let us know facebook email
1: twitter do we have an Instagram? Did we do that yet?
0: Oh yeah, we have Twitter t- as well. I guess we don't have an Instagram. What are we gonna Instagram? Australian I don't know. I guess Canada. maybe we should. That's more work.
1: Well, it's like setting up a Patreon. But then again, we'd have to have patrons first.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not. Yeah, let's not bring money into this. I'm still having fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what did we not exactly that like about damn Cars cluster.
1: Alignment? What the hell?
0: The Cars Alignment? <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What? The Got a it, wobbly it tire little, the Saber? Oh. What what the
1: hell was that car?
3: It was a modified something or another. I tried a looking into it maybe? last night because for some reason the 80s the 70s and 80s had this obsession with every time you had to have like a slapstick goofy car that everybody thought was ugly, it was typically a wood paneled station wagon-esque vehicle or in this case a convertible hell yeah Uh, wood wood paneled usually green with brown interior like i don't know what it is about that combination
2: this car would be a chrysler lebaron lebaron so
3: ah yes and then it it was modified with like dodge taillights and a bunch of other stuff but
2: i like the that they put the the d as the hood ornament (laughs) yeah because he did at one point say dotson i wonder if they were trying to rebrand it as a dotson with that.
0: Possibly, possibly. Good
1: old dad son,
0: Or it's just for Dell. Hey!
2: Or for Dell, yeah. But they did modify it with a uh, Dodge 600 parts. Like, like the car is
3: just absolutely chaotic and nonsense. Like the ma- like, owner manuals. Yeah.
1: All of this yep. movie. So it's probably for Dodge. That's really Maybe funny. Maybe they couldn't get Dodge to sign off on the, the licensing.
2: Except for the, there was the, uh, in the glove compartment, there was the Dodge owner's manual. I wonder if they couldn't get Chrysler to sign off on it. Oh, and they already had the car. So they
1: had, so the they car had to rebrand they it. Rebranded it with a bunch of Dodge parts because the chassis was the same across a bunch of different cars.
0: Yeah, but it does follow the rule to use a vehicle in a movie in that no matter what you do to it it keeps going
1: yes that car oh, yeah. is built like a tank holy shit they don't make them like they used to <laughs> <laughs> P- passenger cabin fire uh, external ex- high external damage how that car that car would not run today no way no way in hell would that a car like that run today you hit you hit a car like they 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 did and the car would explode into a shower of plastic
0: or melt into a goo of plastic.
3: Well, from the
1: inside, yes.
2: That's fine. It's fine. It, it works.
3: Oh, man. I was, I was, I was trying to find the, the make of the car, and I actually found more talk about a deleted scene. We'll get into that later, but this deleted scene makes me sad it didn't make it in the movie.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> they can't keep them all. I know. They kept everything they needed to keep the movie going forward. I know unless they turn got turned around on the highway.
3: Oh, oh my god, I forgot to add something I did like. Did you guys notice the dirty handprints on the on the wall behind the bed in the hotel scene? This no, is the first no. time I ever noticed it. There's a dirty handprint oh my. on each side of the painting hanging on the on the wall behind the bed. <laughs> that's oh, that's that attention to detail. Like there's just very little that's subtle so dirty good. handprints.
2: <laughs> Someone going to work. How do we make this
3: look like a dirty hotel? It's... How dirty are we talking about? (laughs) And you can imagine them just chuckling like crazy, putting this all together. That's good. My biggest biggest gripe, hands down, though, is uh, the slapstick uh, cartoon comedy. It's the same thing that bled over into Home Alone, and I think it was actually... I can't remember which uh, critic hated it the most, but you know, like when uh, Harry's being electrocuted, shocked, yeah, electrocuted, and he turns into a skeleton as they're going through the semis and turn into skeletons as the car stops and Steve Martin's fingertips are embedded into the plastic or the or the vinyl uh, dashboard, things like that. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe I'm used to things like, uh, you know, vacation, things like that. But then again, it's also hypocritical of me because I love the Blues Brothers and there's obviously goofy crap like that in there. Like a car flipping 100 feet in midair and then suddenly facing the opposite direction and driving away. Things like that. I don't know. I don't know. I just,
0: I, I didn't appreciate it. In I this. guess if it's established. yeah. If it's established early on and it follows the rules that the movie creates for itself, sure. But I think I see what you're saying. In this one, there's no established yeah. uh, rule saying this slapstick works yeah. in this universe. It just dips into it I think here you, and there. I think you nailed it.
3: Yeah, I it's, agree. It's exactly the same thing with the Simpsons. The Simpsons was was funny as a character of uh, uh, American middle, life, middle class. Yeah, American middle class family. And it was funny as hell. And then it started breaking the mold into cartoon uh, logic, in terms of characters not being able to die from from things that would kill a normal person, having completely off the wall things happen, like a president moving in next door or going into space for some reasons. Things like that. I mean,
1: when you're how many seasons long? You gotta. I know. You can't. You can't be based in reality anymore. I know. But you have to have you have to have content to make story.
3: That's true. That's true, Dan. And when Simpsons has done everything, there's not much left to do.
1: I stopped watching after season nine, so...
3: That's around when it stopped being funny. There are still some decent points, but it was its best back in After they got bought the by, 80s, by Fox. But anyways,
0: Joel I works, this movie. It works
3: for Fox, so be, be be careful. What?
0: Maybe at one time I worked for an affiliate, but that mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like somebody's
3: in bed with Fox. (laughs) What what does
1: the Fox say?
2: Jojo,
3: Jojo, 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 Jojo. Those
2: aren't pillows.
3: (laughs) All right, I got a hot take for everybody. Hot take.
2: Hot take. Oh, bring it on. I love hot takes. I got my hat pads on.
3: Let me go get some syrup and some butter.
0: Mm. I put Steve Martin in the category of what I didn't like (gasps) in this movie. You son of a bitch.
1: Explain yourself. (laughs) No, 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 I, I, I can see where he's going with this, because Steve Martin at the beginning is just a dude that you want to feel bad for, and then he becomes a dude who is a total asshole, and then he just magically redeems himself?
0: That's not Steve Martin's fault, that's the writing, that's the writing. and directing's mm-hmm. fault. What I didn't care for, although, yes, I agree with you, Dan, his character sucks, because he is not a likable person so you when i was a kid i could reference the world of the movie through him because i wasn't looking in depth i wasn't feeling his emotions the same way he was my conduit to view the character dell and he was the straight man so therefore that's your conduit through the movie but as an adult yeah that conduit's an asshole
2: oh absolutely
0: so now mm-hmm. i don't care what happens to him so if he has all these problems tough if you weren't such an asshole, maybe this wouldn't yeah. have happened.
1: That entire thought process happened after he chewed out Dell in the hotel room. In the hotel, yeah, yeah. like that. After I that, I mean, there's,
3: there's multiple, there's multiple pieces too, where it just plays against his nature because he's an asshole, like the taxi now, driver outside but, the airport, things like that. And then also, obviously, not, the rental car lady. <laughs> that's another, another one of my negative just remember points. that, that
2: was obscene, he may
1: he, that entire scene.
2: He may be an asshole, however. Every time in this movie he shows even an iota of optimism, something gets fucked up.
3: I see what you did there. I appreciate that, Ken.
2: He is sitting on the train. He's like, "Well, I'll be in uh, Chicago by midnight." And then all of a sudden, the train's broken down. Is that smoke? Yeah, because you got optimistic. Every time he tries to be optimistic, something breaks, and it's just sure. It can and be he super takes it frustrating. Out on
0: people who have nothing to do That's with it. Not.
2: I'm not saying he's right. I'm not going to try to vindicate yeah. what he did, but he definitely, the optimism isn't working for him either. Even if Dell says yeah. go with the flow, which is how Dell gets his stuff going on. Yeah.
0: Anyway, that's just from me saying I couldn't get into the movie as much as an adult because I could not... Be sympathetic to the character Neil.
2: And it's always been a problem I've had with the movie is Neil's is an asshole, and I don't necessarily care for the character because he makes the entirety of life awkward for everyone else around him just because he doesn't know to control himself.
3: Yeah. I also don't like uh and, and Nicole said the same thing. His wife is creepy in this movie. <laughs> I don't know what it is. She's just <laughs> creepy. And for me. I think it's because I pointed it out to Nicole. She looks like Ed Harris with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I must, I must
1: Google this Ed. Harris. Wow! I don't even mean, need a wig. a wig. Oh my intense, god! She, she's
3: got what? that intense stare what? like he has. What the fuck?
2: <sighs> well
0: said. Now, now, what kind of Ed Harris are we talking? Are we talking Ed Harris from? Uh, the robot cowboy show? Are we talking Ed mm-hmm. Harris from The Abyss? Are we talking Ed Harris as a made-up person in in uh, an Australian's mind? Let's
3: see here. I, I wouldn't say robot world Ed Harris. I wouldn't say as far back as a we can't go back as we can't go as far back as Creep Show Ed Harris either, because that's way too fresh. I'd say somewhere in between Truman show Ed Harris or Apollo thirteen Ed Harris.
0: Oh, okay. I'm
3: I'm kind of leaning more towards Apollo thirteen Ed Harris.
0: Gotcha. With a Karen wig. Yes, exactly.
2: So in the same guise of not liking Steve, Steve Martin, him causing all of his problems. I'm not saying I
0: don't like Steve Martin. Steve Martin, Martin is a terrible person. And he can't his,
2: play banjo. That's, that's
0: <laughs> all I've heard is that you just don't like Steve Martin. <laughs> it's um, just his acti- acting style did not fit, in my opinion. His acting
2: style was fine. It fit his character. His character was a piece of shit. Uh, which, if his <laughs> so character... So your say. If his Well, I, I'm trying to segue gently into a thing that i actually did like about the movie which was kind of funny at the start of the movie when he's running after the cab uh every time he's running after a cab there's nothing but cabs in the background oh sure but once he stops to look for a cab, there are not there's not a single one in sight. Even to the point where where he's running off, running after the cab that Dale Griffith stole, right behind him is a completely empty taxi cab, just right behind him the entire time. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, but
2: because he's so focused <laughs> on that one cab, he can't get the one behind him.
3: And, and actually, you, you jogged my memory. My I have to say, my wife's favorite scene in this entire film is the scene where they call back when he recollects who he is when they're sitting in the terminal waiting for the plane. It's just John Candy behind a
1: taxi door?
3: Yes. (laughs) Just that obviously staged face. It's so damn funny. We chuckle, belly laughs every single time. I completely forgot about that until you mentioned that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's funny because they recreate it in the movie instead of using the same clip. Exactly.
2: I guess maybe it's the movie's way of saying, hey, don't be an asshole. Who don't have your head so far up your ass that you don't see that there's other options in your way, or other options to get you out where and you need to go. We call
1: that dramatic irony or situational irony.
2: It's one of the two. A dramatic situational irony.
0: What? Dan, Tr- you try pulling this did, on us in another and it recording. Why? So I'm trying it now. <laughs> <laughs> you keep trying to shove this little nugget in. Oh God, there they are. <laughs> oh my. So for those those of those you are, who, can't,
1: oh who can't see in a visual or in an audio medium. Our, our good friend Rothy just, just sent the group a, a photo of, of the dirty handprints. That's quite a span. It is. I mean, you can't put them on the picture. Come on. Good Lord.
2: That's so good.
3: <laughs> I never caught that until this viewing, and I was just so dead with laughter. It's such an amazing attention to detail <laughs> seeing that on
1: the See, wall. See, when you you guys were talking about that, I wasn't thinking of this hotel. I was thinking of the Moose Cabin Lodge with the, the dude.
0: Oh, sure. No, no. This was earlier. Yeah
1: yeah this makes more sense now
0: in the bad category i'm gonna also say that i felt that they rushed the levity of the film and they should have spent more time developing that so that the funny stuff could be funnier and that the weighty stuff could make you feel just a little bit longer because we as viewers if you can see the breadcrumbs obviously neil could not see the breadcrumbs until the very end and then they get the one moment where it's like yeah i've been homeless and my wife has been dead for eight years spoilers joe um, you
3: say spoilers but before that's it. you say that stuff nope. no, no, no 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 no. that's how it that works spoilers
0: after you spoil it but any <laughs> it, it, it's just they don't give you enough time to sit in it to really feel for the character Dell. in my opinion
3: i completely agree i think
0: the, they need to give you more time to process that to really feel <laughs> yeah what what it means to be homeless for eight years and just skipping from town to town to sell little piddly things to people. Yeah. And he does it through the whole movie. He shows how he makes his sales.
3: Yep. And I completely stand on point with that with you. It's just the fact that it's such a big reveal and it's just, it's there and done within such a t- small time frame. It's, it's just less like, than 15 minutes. I want you to care about this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, care about this right now. Okay, we're done. Moving on to the next thing. We got to keep going. No, we have so much Care about to this
1: right now End the movie. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, like now, Joe was saying, as as an audience member, something happened to Dell's wife. Either they got divorced, and he she died. And, well, this yes, we know that she died now. But th- this is oh, okay. my, my my thought process. Either something happened. Either they broke. They got she died. They got divorced, or something else happened, and Dell's alone. We don't know that till that scene confirms what happens. And then they end the movie.
0: Well, he does say very early on that he hasn't been home for eight it's, years. He hasn't been he home in off. years.
1: That's still a long
2: time, especially if you have a home with somebody who you don't stop talking about.
1: That's the first like true breadcrumb that we know that something is wrong for Dell. You can't have
2: Steve Martin find out about it too early, no. because you need him mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. not like Dell throughout the movie and come to terms with uh, the fact that he likes Dell. Uh, on his own terms you can't have it be a sympathy like like oh your wife's dead i'm sorry i'm gonna like you now i'm gonna let you do all this bullshit because you have a dead wife instead yeah. you have to let steve martin come to that on his own terms so it does doesn't make sense to review it to steve martin at- until the end of the movie but in that case when do you organically show that in the movie without having steve martin actually be able to have the same experience, except for maybe like when he's in the car at night and Steve Martin comes in out oh, and lets him in. And I was like, yeah, it, it does make sense that you do, it would be a good thing to reveal a little bit earlier so you can actually like have that on you. However, uh, Dell's such a likable character in general, just happy, carefree type person that you don't necessarily, I don't know, it's a tough choice yeah, no, I- as to where you would want to put that in. And I think at the end of the movie, it kind of does hurt the reveal a little bit however i don't know where else i would put it maybe it'd be something that it's it's
1: something
3: that could have gotten lost in the cuts yeah and that's that's the hard part with this film is that there's so much i mean there was something along the lines i was reading last night where uh steve martin when he first read the script it was i think almost double the amount of pages that a typical comedy runs and he actually asked john hughes if he was intending to cut the script and he looked at him confused and said cutting so (laughs) i mean john hughes had a had a vision when he made this movie, and it definitely ballooned into that vision. But I, I think it, I, can, I can try to make a comparison. It, it would feel in the same vein it would feel like let's talk breakfast club they have their big moment where they all sit around and actually talk about what happened in their lives and why they're at the point where they're at imagine if after that scene before you actually got any kind of length to digest each individual character and what makes them unique and also allow them to kind of you know start to view each other as more palatable instead of just as outsiders imagine if the film had just ended with them having that conversation and then immediately following the conversation like a bell rings and they all walk outside to get picked up
0: and fist bump and
3: fist bump exactly don't <laughs> exactly. No! you <laughs> forget about me it's like we're missing the bonding we're missing like the the little additional like sprinkle garnish of bonding between the two characters after the reveal
0: instead neil takes him home and rubs his face look at my family my parents are still alive and my alive. wife's parents her parents are still alive <laughs> i'm going to make out with my living wife in front of you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> How you doing, Dell?
2: I mean, to be fair, she, he does introduce uh, Dell to her before he does so.
0: Yeah, so he knows this is my wife, Dell.
1: You're
2: watching, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Into
1: his scene on the bus.
0: Yeah, and Dell starts crying, and the movie freezes on that because Dell is so sad. He's like, "I wish I could be making out with my wife, who's dead for the past eight years." Thanks, Neil. Oof.
2: Yeah, well, at least he has somewhere where he can go. Hopefully he doesn't treat that place like he does the uh, hotel rooms because there's nothing worse than inviting <laughs> someone over to your house and having your having to replace your bathroom floor in six to eight weeks because they put water and wet towels everywhere.
3: Oh, oh no. And then tries to and then tries to <laughs> smooze his way in and sell you some freaking shower. Lighter cokes as well.
2: Too. These ones have helium; they're extra light. Uh, Ooh,
3: they make you look eighteen or nineteen.
1: <laughs> Speaking of helium, the elongated scene after uh, Neil gets picked up by the cabbie by his junk. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah. Unnecessary. That's oh, absolutely. A,
2: a but it was still kind of Not, funny. It's still with funny with a
3: high yeah. pitch voice. It's funny, but there's that cartoon slapstick.
2: You always got to get bring Del back in. All right. Are we gonna make a uh, so, section in the show ever called Nitpick Corner? Over here <laughs> the in the corner. It, it corner. <laughs> um, how do they get the chest and stuff in the back of the truck without knowing there's a fucking dog back
1: there? That's the bottom a good of that question. truck, the bottom of the bed of that truck very is good deeper boy. Than, in, than it looks, and they're sitting on a lot of old hay.
0: Oh. So it's a TARDIS no. truck bed. Ooh. But I do
2: like that. It comes back that he forgot his gloves in the very first scene of the movie, and he could have really used them at that point. Oh,
3: hey,
0: I Attention
2: about to that. detail. I
3: forgot about that. That said attention to detail. Yeah. exactly. So uh, super quick comment. I didn't know this, but uh, did you guys know that Steve Martin was not the original pick? for neil yeah apparently the part was originally written for tom hanks which i could totally
0: see him in this movie I yes oh boy Absolutely. i don't know but i'm picturing tom angry
3: hanks tom character? hanks from like
1: turner and hooch as much as i can hate
3: a steve martin character
2: <laughs> it would have been a to- turner and hooch uh time frame so it would have been that tom hanks so it would have been a really young tom Hanks. hank
3: crazy manic tom hanks would have been great mm-hmm but he wouldn't. I don't know. Hmm. If he's but available. apparently he was busy. No, that's fine. He was busy shooting big. Oh. Oh, and like oh. that is such it a is. great movie. It is.
0: It is. is no. it? <laughs> Shut up. Shut <laughs> up.
2: No, I mean literally, legitimately. Is it? I haven't seen
0: Zoltar. it. Shimmy Shimmy Coco Pop.
2: <laughs> I I haven't seen it.
3: Oh, you're not missing nothing. Uh, apparently, a second runner-up was Chandra uh, Volta. <laughs> but paramount oh uh, this, no this out. is the exact Eww. quote from paramount they did not want travolta in the movie because he was considered quote box office poison at the time Ooh.
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs>
3: oh man
1: Ooh. ouch
3: that's a stinger yeah, that cat hurts.
1: yeah
2: I, he wouldn't have done no. well in this movie i wouldn't like it as much no, if it was no. john travolta tom hanks no. could have had a real shot at making this a completely different yes. but still lovable movie absolutely um, mm-hmm. and steve martin is just For my opinion, I think Steve Martin did a great job. John Candy's easily my favorite in this movie. I love John Candy.
3: Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could have done without all the nasal.
3: (laughs) Just another piece for you. Uh, So this is that part I was going to tell you guys about from earlier. Uh, So Michael McKean, he's – I always forget his name in the movie. But he's Kevin McAllister's dad. Okay. Peter McAllister. Peter McAllister. Peter. So – his wisconsin state trooper which i don't know if you guys caught that he was wisconsin state trooper and they were trying to get back to illinois oh so apparently there's a whole scene that was shortened down because his scene was originally longer in which he tries to explain to them that they overshot illinois and that they were actually in in wisconsin and i guess upon hearing that news that's when neil flips shit because he realizes that they could have been home hours ago and now that they're and now the last transportation's being taken away from them
2: this is Always been a problem with me because the drive from St. Louis to Chicago for a normal person is four and a half hours, Mm -hmm. which after a night and they like they get driving while it's still daylight, they could have easily been home without with just one driver.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I I guess they had to actually fly him into Buffalo to shoot shorter version of the scene to explain the continuity issue between the sunny and the cloudy skies in that scene. So. They tried to patch it up, but it just sounds like the original intent would have actually been a little bit more comedic, a little bit more uh, comical, because it would have ended, I guess, with Neil chasing Dell around the car in a fashion which he had to break up, and you know, put them both in the squad car. <laughs> <in>, oh, <laughs> I can I like, I like that. Idea. I can see why they cut it though, because uh, at that point
2: you've already had so much.
3: Yeah, and it already being at a three and a half hour movie, I mean, what do you?
2: What do You, do? <laughs> you got to start cutting stuff. And that seems like an easy cut to make just because it's already been so, so hard. And you're it, at that point, you're supposed to start liking Dell and you got to wrap it up. And this is, yeah, it's an easy cut for me to be able to be like, okay, yeah, you, you need to uh, cut the shenanigans and actually start having people uh, like each other.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk reboot since that's the theme of this season. Yes, we've got a reboot that works here with Will Smith and Kevin okay, Hart. Okay, okay. Yep. Now, who would play who? I'm not exactly sure.
3: I'm assuming I'm assuming Will Smith's going to play the straight edge Neil. Because you think I so? I don't know. I, don't know. That, I, I picture that, <laughs> and, and I would have pictured young Will Smith or younger Will Smith in the role a little bit easier personally. But you can't I can't see Will Smith being a drifter. No, I just. Here's the deal. I don't know. He's he's too. I don't want to say pompous, but he's definitely got that air about him over the last decade ish. I haven't really seen anything with him that hasn't been trying to be. Uh, I don't know. Hancock. I, I miss old Will Smith. Hancock. Yeah, I, I never saw Hancock recently. Actually. You don't need to see I, it. That's what I've been. Will told. Smith. It, I've been told it was great up until like the first half hour in the movie and past that. <laughs>
2: Hancock, give it a watch. It's 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 fine. Eh. I recently watched it this year. It's fine. But watch that other one on, on the Netflix first. That's not Hancock, but still superheroes. Is it the same movie? What movie am I thinking of? Hancock. Oh, no. Don't let... Yes.
0: Umbrella Academy?
2: Nope, not Umbrella Academy. Rebooted for season three. I'm looking forward Boy, to that. The Brothers. Boys? Uh, nope, let's not play this game because this is not going to go well. No, The Boys <laughs> is Amazon Prime. Uh, so I can see where you're saying Will Smith would be the more strange, angry person, but I think he could play the laid-back uh bumbling person whereas kevin hart i don't necessarily see him being a happy-go-lucky person he's just always flipping out in every movie and he's going to be typecast can see into that. the angry uh mm-hmm. person and see it's kind of funny because it's I, kevin hart that i have a problem with will smith has the acting chops kevin hart has one thing that he has going for him and that's angry comic relief yes
3: he's got his mouth and, and i guess that's why i immediately when the two names are thrown out i immediately typecast him in my brain As to being Dell, because I just pictured him being the loud and brash one, as opposed to Will Smith just trying to be calm and collective and angry about it. Unless
1: they're not trying to, like, shot for shot, like, reboot the series, maybe they're trying to do something different.
0: Maybe. I imagine different. Yeah. Very much so. Like bikes, blimps, and catamaranes. There we go. <laughs> I think it could actually be uh, pretty decent. The movie itself, the the 1987 planes, trains, and automobiles actually aged fairly well. Oh, yeah. There's very little that pigeonholes it and makes people go, I don't know what that is or anything. Yeah.
1: I don't know of many people who've never seen it outside of myself.
0: Almost everybody I
3: know has seen it except for a few, like, handful of folks, but I, I did forget to bring up the one thing that actually I did not like, and I, I'd, I'd be remiss if i didn't say this i legitimately hated every song in this movie except for the ray charles song this is one of really one of the most painful soundtracks of any movie from this era and i hold this movie very fondly and very dear to my heart but i cannot stand the soundtrack in this movie
2: i knew you're gonna say soundtrack uh, <laughs> it is a very distinctive soundtrack but i get that song do do do, do. Do,
3: do, 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 do. Okay, that, in my head. That makes two songs that I like. That makes two <laughs> songs that I like. I don't like the and I don't like the that... jail song with like the, the the harmonica every time something doesn't go Neil's way. The the, the brrrm, oh, sure. <laughs> brrrm, whatever that song is. It's it's
2: it certainly feels like stereotypical music that they threw in there.
3: It was it was awkward as hell like the the hotel scene afterwards where it had like that really emotionally like charged 80s synth song that just blasted out of nowhere and then just kind of cut. <laughs> That's that's kind of how the music was in this is a lot of that
2: the 80s music is def- definitely da- dates this movie and I'm,
3: i normally love 80s music and i i love movies specifically for that reason from this era but this soundtrack for some reason just really rubbed me the wrong way sorry I, I had to get that out if, if i would have forgot to say that i would have kicked myself
2: <laughs> and all of our listeners would have been upset that you didn't say something about music this episode
3: what i,
0: I never talk about music <laughs>
2: I was going to say something about it too. It was uh it was definitely the music was definitely it was definitely there.
0: Speaking of the remake again. Oh right, we're in that. The writer for the remake, it's not someone coming out of nowhere. They've they've got some stuff under their belt, so that's a good sign yeah, too. Definitely.
3: I can get behind that.
0: I I think it's doable. This is an an easy uh road trip movies are something that come around. Every other decade or something. And then it's like, eh, road trip movies are back in again. This is actually one that I
3: feel okay with. I think it's because planes, trains, and automobiles is kind of generic it's a generic name it doesn't need to have the same set of characters so it doesn't feel like you have that immediate nostalgia pinch where it's like oh no don't remake my thing because it doesn't need to have those two people in it it doesn't need to have del and neil if they do make it with a guy named Dell and a guy named neil sure i guess that's gonna happen but yeah honestly i'm know. okay
2: with i'm even reusing the names as like a yeah nod to the original but i don't necessarily want to see this movie with those two characters I want to see a reimagining.
3: Exactly. If it's not the same thing then I'm fine with it. If it's going to try to be the same idea shenanigans it's get, happen. It'll yeah, get boring that, and
1: you'll not care. Mm-hmm. Would I would I ever sit back and watch this movie probably
0: not. Are you meaning the eighty seven version? Yes, because the oh version. because, sure, because I you're I trying to, to reserve your time to watch Escape from New York more
1: than I would time. rather be pushed into high off. traffic.
0: Well, on that account, what does everyone think? Does does the nineteen eighty seven film hold up after? Yeah, I, yeah,
2: with the exception of the soundtrack, which is incredibly eighties, it's a wonderful movie that I still really enjoy.
3: Yeah, it's it's a holiday staple for me. It's a Thanksgiving movie. I love John Hughes' movies anyways, so it just fits right into my repertoire.
0: And this was us dropping the F-bomb 18 times at Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Rewound and rebooted. If you could like, rate, review, comment, or and subscribe, that would be great. Share this episode or others with your friends who also love movies from the 80s and or 90s. Next time, we'll be covering the movie... Clue from the 80s, right? That was the 80s movie, right?
2: 1985.
0: So come back in two weeks when we rewind and reboot again. Oh my god,
3: guys. Oh my god.
0: Oh my god, why? Do you know who's starring
3: in the clue remake?
1: There's a clue remake? That's, that's why we decided to do clue.
0: <laughs> we just yeah. said we we're gonna do it! Oh my god. No, it's it's starring Ryan Reynolds.